We all want more freedom, and a lot of us work hard now in the hope we'll feel free later. What if there was another way? A way to feel happier, more free, and confident to get better results right now. Welcome to Your Freedom Unlimited, where we share practical stories and strategies to help you show up authentically, drop your fears, and take inspired action on what matters most to you. I'm your host, Jen Ramsey. As a coach with a love for metaphysics, science, spirituality, and strategies that get results, I'll help you step away from self-doubt and create a powerful new story for your life, business, or career. Join me. Hey everyone, Jen Ramsey here with this week's episode of Your Freedom Unlimited and I am so excited to be welcoming the lovely Vanessa Rudge to the show this week. Thank my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's just it's just my pleasure. Um, Vanessa is um, is a wonderful uh, new friend of mine. She is my actually one of my yoga mentors um, is teaching a yoga training at the moment. But let me give you a little bit of background about Vanessa before we jump into the show today. So Vanessa is a very passionate yogini and a great teacher, coach, cheerleader, and a perpetual student of life. She seeks to evolve and change, recreating herself anew often. And I found out today um, that her name, Vanessa, means butterfly. So this is a beautiful link to that notion of, of always changing and evolving. And Vanessa finds coaching is a great avenue to give back. And she feels so blessed to be living a life of doing what she loves that is a passion to help others doing the same. So Vanessa is the lead trainer at Being Yoga with 25 years plus of teaching experience and with a love of asana and a very and a newfound joy in practicing yoga as a moving meditation and a living prayer. So I just really want to welcome you here today, Vanessa, and and um, to say, you know, thank you so much for being part of the show. I, I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. So am I really looking forward to it. I'm sure we'll get to some juicy places. We will indeed. We will indeed. So as I said, Vanessa is um, one of my, is, is a mentor of mine at the moment, being a teacher at, at Being Yoga. And um, we're doing, we're having a whole new experience of, of learning yoga online, which is, it's been one of the gifts, gifts of COVID-19, I think, has been, you know, being able to learn yoga in this online environment. So Vanessa, is that something you're planning on doing um, moving forward? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We've just been blown away by how connected everyone feels and like it's as good as face-to-face -face learning and it, it, it's, you know, there's so many benefits. You don't have to pay for accommodation or commute anywhere or find babysitters for the kids, though that can be a broadband issue. But <laughs> no, it's just such a, such a, a great way to, yeah, it's, a, it, it, it's as good as face-to-face -face learning. And, and it, the challenge for us, good challenge, like for us to grow is how we can deliver in a, um, you know, in an interesting and engaging way. And so that's really great for us. Having already taught 40-odd courses, it's a, a total revamp for us as well. So it's um, good. Growth all around. Growth all around. Well, that, that's for sure. And we'll talk about this. Sort of, we'll, we've really sort of jumped in here into, you know, your passion for life, which is yoga. But as you know, with this with this podcast, we're all about sort of understanding people's journey to their passion. So perhaps I should, I, I put things a little bit around the wrong way, but let's rewind back now but to talk a little sure. bit about how you came across yoga and, and this, how you, I guess, had that breakthrough into, into finding this passion in your life. Mm, yeah, great. It is such a joy for me to speak about i um i feel insanely lucky to have found yoga and that you know 25 late 25 years later i'm still in love with it mm. just because um yeah and sure there's ebbs and flows with it but it's definitely um it has such depth that i i just can't uh, i there's nothing else for me you know there's there's because there are like it's this zip file that you can just unpack further and further and the the transformation that goes on in yourself 
either on the mat or off the mat and the philosophy as it applies to life. So it's just such a, a massive science and I don't think I'll ever get to the end of it, which is exciting because I mm. couldn't really hold a job down for three months. You know, I just get bored with it and need to move on to the next thing. So it's quite remarkable that I'm still here and still in love. And I think that's, um, you know, just one of the blessings for me to have discovered yoga so young as well like mm. I was 21 when I started yoga and I just wandered into a class I um, you know I'd been trying I was here in Australia trying to find classes and I'd show up and the teacher wasn't there or I couldn't find the venue or I just couldn't get to any classes here in Australia and I think that's because I needed to have this you know blowout experience of being in a, a studio in LA with like 50 people and just the, the the buzz and the vibe there in the early 90s when yoga was taking off and I think I needed a world-class teacher to just show me like this is where it can be this is where it can go and to have mm. such a to start with such a grand vision was a mm. uh, a true gift so mm. I um, I was visiting my sister and one of her friends just bundled me up and took me along to a yoga class and I walked out of that class just going that's it that's all I'm going to do I'm just going to teach yoga for the rest of my life I <laughs> that's you know when I'm 80 I'm still going to be teaching yoga and I think that's um, I feel like that was a, a massive accident. But then mm. when I look back at my childhood, I go, no, that was actually a beautiful example that my dad set for me. And, mm. um, you know, just rewinding to my dad and he was a, a pilot and had such a, so passionate, like pilots are just nerds. They're just they geek out on planes and you know the engines and uh, you get talking to a pilot and they'll just talk your ear off about planes and I don't know <laughs> I just go yeah that's a plane it's it's got two wings it's a plane no it's this sort of plane and it's got this engine and you know miles per gallon and they'll just they they totally geek out on it but I think that's that's the level that I geek out on yoga as well and that was modeled to me as a as a young child and uh, there was really a defining moment in my life in my early 20s and I, I think you know these moments where they are defining but you don't mm. recognize them as that until after that when you um, back. time yeah. to so I was standing on the runway in Tullamarine, not Tullamarine, Essendon Airport in Melbourne and my dad had uh, his own airline. After, after the airline strike, he obviously lost his job and started his own airline. So he had Rudge Airs. <laughs> I wow. think I've still got some business cards and pens and things from Rudge Air. But he, um, so like he had his own airline. That's so passionate to That's start me. your own <laughs> airline. And so um, I was standing on the runway and he was taking off just in a small plane and it was a small little airport, small runway, and I was not that far from him. So I could actually see the little boy glee on his face when he took off, just like this, you know, that moment of takeoff, just that. Yeah. So he, here he was 40 years after, you know, 40 years of flying and just, such a, a little boy that moment of liftoff the delight and so I realize now that, that that in that moment he showed me that yes you can have a job mm. that you love for life and you can 
be paid handsomely for it and that you can share that gift with others and when you have that light and that passion that it actually changes the lives of others as well you know the adventures wow. that he took me on back in the day before 9-11 just sitting in the jump seat come on we're going to Perth for the weekend and you know wow. overnights and and things wow. just such a yeah such a, a blessed life to um have your that you can live a life of passion modeled to me so beautifully Absolutely. and i'm forever grateful for that and he passed last year and oh, i feel wow. like that has thank you that has um made it even more important for me to shout it from the mountaintop that yeah. you can have a life that you love you can have this passion and this joy and that it is freedom like yes. it doesn't matter what others say and it doesn't have to look any way it can just yeah it's your own beautiful unique expression of that something that yes mm. absolutely you, what a great way to put it Vanessa it's your own beautiful unique expression and what an incredible story I mean as you were telling me that story about your dad and standing there on the runway I was feeling goosebumps. I was feeling his glee and his excitement. And what a what an amazing role model of a father. And mm -hmm. and again, flying. I mean, flying's the ultimate, isn't it? It's the ultimate um, experience of freedom. You know, to be able to lift off totally. from the earth totally. and just go. And then you know, as a family, to be able to say, "Let's go in our own plane to Perth for the weekend or wherever it was." I mean, that's that's quite a distance. That's right. For anyone listening overseas, that's a six-hour journey. That's not a short journey. Um, and it's not something that the average everyday Australian would have, a family would have been doing in the, in the, in the 1980s. So, and I think yeah. what's also interesting was, um, you know, that pilot strike. I mean, I, I was very young, as you would have been when that happened, but my memory of it was that it was incredibly devastating for the industry. A lot of people were laid off. And just his energy to pick himself up and just say, this is what I'm going to do. Do you remember the moment when he decided to do that or was it, or were you just sort of a kid in the background and the memory was standing on the runway? Yeah, I, I, cause my parents separated. So I, I don't know that I was around at that time. Like he was in Melbourne and I was in Brisbane. So uh -huh. there wasn't, um, I wasn't too engaged in that. And I, I think it's remarkable that, like I look at all my brothers and sisters and go, I think I had the least amount of connected time with him, but he made the biggest impact on me. Wow. <laughs> so wow. I, I, I don't know. We all, and that's, it shows another thing that you just find what you want in life, don't you? And, and mm -hmm. find meaning wherever you see fit. It doesn't, there's no real rhyme and reason to it. And, and that's pretty fascinating to me too. It is. It is. But, no, yeah, but total example of, of um, yeah, just he reinvented himself a lot. Just before we go on to talk a bit about more about that, but before we go on to that, you know, it's interesting you said, um, you know, there's, there's no, in, in terms of that spending that time with him, sometimes it's not the amount of time we spend with someone, but it's that those vital interaction points we're meant to be, connecting with them at that time and and if, if if that was your opportunity to connect what a what an amazing what a ama amazing connection that the you greatest have. gift exactly. absolutely That's yeah right. so yeah. then moving into yoga and you know i think you said earlier there are no accidents so um you know in that notion of not being able to sort of connect with yoga here in australia i, I think that's interesting i had i had similar experiences in my 20s not so much with yoga, but with self-development. I knew I was sort of knocking on the door thinking there's something more here, but do you think I could, I could, do you think any door would open? It was just like every door was shut until I got yeah. to about but that was then the time for me. But so I just find it interesting that here in Australia that it wasn't the right time to connect, but then you go to the States and you have this mind-blowing experience within this class. So you tell us what happened from there. I spent, I ended up spending about a, 
nine months over there and at this mm. yoga studio that because you know no green card and all of that i i couldn't work but i got to i got to uh, exchange um you know some work things for free yoga classes so i was just doing yoga two or three times a day and wow. then the work interestingly the work that i did was because it was all um, answering machines over there so the the work that i did was calling up people but no one would answer like they're a bit ahead of us what well, mm. were a bit ahead of us and so i'd just be leaving these messages hey we've got this workshop on and come along to the workshop and so basically cold calling and doing my free classes but then getting that getting that experience of a buzzing yoga studio like it was two rooms and hundreds of students a day and wow. and you know thousands a week and and then after that i i came back to australia and it there's just it was crickets just nothing nothing really? like that but but having that as my introduction it was like oh wow this is a possibility mm. and so looking for that and not finding anything but in the back of my mind going oh I, I need to create it myself can't find it screw you i'll create it myself and which wow. I, I don't know i don't know that i have but <laughs> but it's um uh you know just having that opportunity to uh, see the possibilities and again that that the the grand introduction allowed mm. me to find ways and means and there wasn't there weren't any training courses and so it was all apprenticeship wow there wasn't any google so it was all just this apprenticeship so when i learned it was really you just go along you attend classes and then you you know read a couple of books and that was really the 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 basics of it and so uh, you know the the teacher training course that we deliver to you guys i just think it's wow i wish i had that it's such a good introduction to and and full view of yoga like everything that i learned i had to extract myself Wow. And I guess that's that's fine because I'm a like an interested learner. I was right mm. in there and committed. But yeah, just um totally different ways of learning now and you know, get even getting back to Zoom and just how I'm still blown away at how cool it is just to <laughs> and even to do this. Like yes. we can do this little conversation that can inspire others. And yeah, yeah, I think that the the reach just becomes that much broader and and people can find and that there again there are no accidents, you know, the no. the they're scrolling through and boom, your podcast comes up or it's great. It's so it great, great for getting the word out. Yeah. It really is. No, you I don't know. Where were we going? Well, no, we're talking about sort of Virginia and about how you had that experience into yoga. And, and I think what I, I mean, how fascinating you really are a pioneer of yoga in Australia. So we've got a lot to thank you for. But I'm just thinking back to the 1990s and answering machines. And I mean, there's some people listening to this podcast. Who Iceberg have no letters. Pardon? Iceberg letters. <laughs> and rocket I just remember that you know the health food shops in LA they were insane and then I just came back here and it was iceberg lettuce or, or <laughs> iceberg lettuce <laughs> yeah well yeah. someone has yeah. to be the pioneer and the mover and shaker yeah and it sounds like it's yeah. you like, like how, how far have we come how far yeah you know and i i guess that's um it's been great to be part of of the journey and mm. to to watch it evolve and grow and and explode as well yeah. and and yeah. that that it, that makes my heart sing too because i just have this real belief that if everyone on the planet did yoga then it would be a different planet you know and so it, i don't care how many teachers there are there's there's always uh, 
students and there's always people waking up to yoga and the more it can get out there the the better uh we're getting really to the the juice of the freedom and that that experience and concept like yoga i think lay the groundwork for me and that mm. every single pose is an, an expression of freedom you know you come up against a tight muscle and how do you uh, by stretching that you create this freedom and ease in the body and then mm. you know the the flow on is where multi-layered beings that this ripples out to other areas um, but I think that the the most profound awakening that I had was through great freedom when Michael and I were traveling around India and it was um, it, this incredible American woman was there leading uh, what was called the 12 inquiries and it was basically the 12-step program for our addiction to points of view. It was very interesting. So what was that 15, no, maybe 14, 13 years ago. And wow. it was in Rishikesh and we had the time we were, we were there for 12 days. We'd do like one step a day and, um, you know, make amends and do all of that for our points of view that we have and really that was such a, a game changer for me I think that yoga had created a fertile ground but then this just uh, through the processes and the questioning just really recognizing wow every single thought that I have every single belief that I have every single um, point of view that I have that has been instilled in me through mm. society, through um, my parents, through my experiences. And, and that was just, it, it just blew everything wide open. And mm. there was an element of uh, what Candace called the being in a free fall and there's nothing to hold on to, but there's no bottom either so you're just like ah. <laughs> it can be a little it was at times a little disorienting like okay. there's nothing to hold on to um and i know that that was a really deeply profound shift and awakening probably one of the biggest that i've had in wow. in my in that movement towards freedom Wow. Yeah. So in terms of that, that's I haven't heard you speak about that before. So let's just talk a little bit about that now. So it was this really so if I understand it was a twelve days or twelve steps to just let go of how you the conditioning, how you think things should be, or how you're perhaps brought up to think things should be, sort of the the the, the I guess the illusion that we talk about, I think in in yogic terms we talk about is the Layla. Um so is that what just to for us to really understand what you went through in that process was it just like a letting go and then a, an opening up to new possibilities mm. so the the basis of it is to rest as awareness because mm -hmm. awareness is the the only thing that is real and the it's through our awareness that we perceive everything and so mm -hmm. rather than getting um, caught up in the reflections of the mirror, we realize the the mirror itself, or um, the. But it's not it's not that separation. It's not mm. like being a, a witness or an observer because that you know that's just adding more people to the game. Yeah. <laughs> like it's stripping yeah. strips, mm. it, <laughs> complicating things if you like. It's just mm. it's through your awareness that you recognize everything so rather than getting caught up in realizing uh, or recognizing these points you just become the awareness itself mm -hmm. the short moments many times so right. as, yeah. as often as you can you come back and rest as awareness rather than being caught up in the leela the the maya the the, the display the passing display 
the theater or the, the film, the story of our lives. Yeah, absolutely, I understand. So it's coming back to that really, that understanding, that awareness of 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 self, but almost the unity, the connection, that that deeper, sort deeper connection with source. Is that what you're talking about, there, Vanessa? <sighs> I again, this that may just be a belief. <laughs> Like if you if you really strip everything back, mm-hmm. what can you really count on? You know, maybe you heard that nice idea sometime and have attached to it and gone, yeah, that's that's the truth. And but the truth is, as we know, has a lot more flexibility and fluidity and is different for everyone. That's it, depending on the person. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's um um to a degree it's it's not sexy <laughs> and and then i think that um once once having that realization then i went into more of the like the tantric perspective of okay i know it's a game i mm. know it's all illusion how can i tweak things for my benefit and for the benefit of others. Mm. So this is where um, enter NLP mm-hmm. and like neuro-linguistic programming and, and all of the processes and um, understandings of that and language patterns. And I've gone, okay, from that free fall, can't hold on to anything, can I go, well, I'm going to look at everything and see if it works for me. Mm. Shaping your life the way you would exactly. like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I understand. That's right. So once we come, once you came to this point of awareness and with Kesh, it was like, okay, I've, I've actually got this opportunity to, to, to see, like the veils dropped away, the illusions dropped away. I've got this, this chance now to actually create my awareness, my experience, the way that yeah. I would like to, and then moving into NLP to start using some of those tools to do that. Mm. Exactly. And we're talking that's 15 years. Mm. It, wasn't yes. a, it wasn't an overnight thing. No. So what happened next? You left India. You, did you come back to Australia? And yeah, was that- so came back to Australia and, and in that free fall, um, like there was a, a bit of reckless abandon, like Wah, nothing matters and you've got to, uh, you know, this ebb and flow and, and just mm. go from, um, uh, <laughs> I guess we called it research, doing more research in point of view. <laughs> Mm. That's great. That's and, <laughs> and then playing the game of well if I'm consciously aware of doing research then is that okay and you know all of the little little games that we play and mm-hmm. and um the and even to a degree just going well what is yoga what is meditation if it's if it, these are just beliefs they're just constructs of the mind and so you know there was an element of really um how to say falling by the wayside (laughs) just off the wagon and 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 just like if none of it matters then just go for it like Mm -hmm. uh uh the and that is totally part of the ebb and flow and then coming back to those short moments and maybe using meditation as a way to anchor into that short moments many many times and then using yoga and meditation as ways to stabilize in that awareness yep expand those short moments so rather than them being tiny glimpses that you can then extend it out beautiful and i think that's right because i think we can't we have come here as humans whatever your belief system we're sort of here to live this human physical life we're given however many years or we choose however many years we're going to have on the planet um you know we're living in need we're living healthily then hopefully that's going to be a good period of time but yeah. so we're here awareness 
what yes what how it's about choosing um the the, the path i guess that we want to live is that awareness and i love how you've used yoga you, you've explained yoga as a, and meditation is almost they're almost foundational building blocks to hold on to aren't they is that how you use mm -hmm. them in your life just to... absolutely yes and um and as well as the NLP understandings just to really examine like yes. yoga uh, even as we teach yoga we teach it from a perspective of pulling back the veils of of dogma and superstition mm. like if you've been to India you'll know it's a very superstitious country and mm. that um you know that doesn't doesn't sit right for me well for me as a, a modern householder that i can't have i don't have blind faith i need to examine everything and um you know that can be a, to someone's detriment as well <laughs> just mm. that over examining and uh, uh, that uh, paralysis analysis so needing to find a um, a happy medium, I guess, and yoga is a, a tool and a pathway. And I'm really kinesthetic, like I, I just get things in my body and like I can, if someone can show me how to do something, um, you know, an action and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I've got it. But if I have to listen to something and repeat it back, then oh, it's a little more challenging. But I, I just get stuff in my body and I don't know if that's decades of yoga or if it's just how I'm wired, but yoga is a, a great um, way for me to examine more of my life and to see if it's like on the mat, how how you do anything is how you do everything so how i'm showing up on the mat it can be to clear the slate it can be to you know challenge myself and work on a pose it can be to um yeah that's, i think that's what i love about yoga is just the the diversity that it brings and the ways that it can support i agree and Look, the agree. accessibility it really is i mean it's this incredible it's this incredible opportunity to, you know, there's, it works at so many levels, doesn't it? There's the, and I think many people come to yoga because of the physical benefits and then yeah. start to fall in love with the practice in terms of what it does for them, for calming the mind, for stress and anxiety, and then that deeper level in terms of, you know, helping answer some of life's questions and being a framework to live life and, and so on. But you're right, it's, um, it's this, but what what we do on the mat, how we're being on the mat, is how we can show up in life. And I, it's certainly it's always teaching me. That's for sure. I'm like, mm, that's interesting. Why I'm showing up on the mat today. Mm. <laughs> what else Absolutely. do I? Absolutely. What inquiry do I do inside right now? So yeah, yeah. and yeah, I guess um, yeah, and and that even in our body, we have we hold lots of beliefs and. Uh, you know, our relationship to our body and whether it's a hurtful or a, um, demeaning conversation that you're having with your body and on the mat or is it a, a loving, compassionate conversation that will uplift and one of gratitude, oh, gratitude, don't get me started on gratitude, what a superpower it is to just to be able to have two arms, two legs, two hands, yeah. two feet. What a, how insanely lucky am I to just be able to show up onto the mat? I agree with you, Vanessa. I, um, like you, I, every day I'm just grateful for my body and that I can, yeah, that I have that capacity to get onto the mat, which I do every day and I know you do every day as well. So it's to yeah to be able to step into that and and to do that. So perhaps let's talk a little bit about gratitude. What what role does gratitude play in your life, and and how do you how do you weave it into this beautiful journey that you're on? Yeah, it's uh, I I'm not naturally an optimist. I'm uh, I I think it's a relief. It was a relief for me to find out that pessimism is more. Um, 
natural state <laughs> and right. that that it actually is all the pessimists who stored the grain for the winter for the rest of the tribe and uh, you know the optimists are out going oh you know it's so beautiful and <laughs> all the all the pessimists are storing the grain and um you know the really generous ones are sharing it with the the stupid optimists who <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> who may not have survived that winter mm. so i for me um recognizing that pessimism is uh more of a biological yes state and biological understanding and mm -hmm. so i've i feel like i've become more of a, a learned optimist and mm -hmm. that gratitude has been a massive part in that and mm -hmm. you know just what went well in positive psychology you know what went well and why what is it uh there's always things to be grateful for and how that again you know in me that kinesthetic shift from lack from um, maybe negativity to it's a like it's a biological physiological tingling sensation that that arises as i practice gratitude and that it's not hard like i can just do it in a moment it's that's um it. that's it it's amazing it's always always something to be grateful for that's so true and this is part of that that notion of you were talking earlier of choosing perspective you know there's we don't have to stay connected into the story of whatever's going on We've always got we've always got a chance to pull back from that story, pull back into our awareness, and then choose choose a perspective to be grateful, even in, in difficult times and and times that aren't so easy to comprehend. Mm. You know, we're living in these times now. Mm. It's been twenty twenty has been an interesting year. We're recording this in in June of twenty twenty, and it's been a very interesting year globally. But mm. certainly. Um, how have you found the, I, I know that I've certainly ramped up my gratitude practice this year and I've really focused on what I'm choosing to focus on. I'm very, very, very careful about my perspective. Can you tell me perhaps how you've used gratitude to navigate some of what's been going on this year? Mm. Yeah, I think for me, it's, um, it was big to turn off the news. Yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. It, it, it was so compelling I had to I had to watch it and but then at some point I just went it's it's too much I, I have to turn it off and to find um, just small moments of, of gratitude allowed me to in, in a guess in, in a sense Repivot, you know that's mm -hmm. been a, a key word for for 2020 as well and repivoting to um, maybe see things that i hadn't seen before and so gratitude had shift me out of the the funk that mm -hmm. um, it's a very like an instant practice to shift out of negativity and, and to and the more I understand the health benefits of it and to like for our physiology that we're in more of that healing state rather than mm -hmm. if we're in that negative state, then that's detrimental to our immune system. So mm -hmm. gratitude's been a massive immune booster, but then also to repivot and, and with our business just to go, oh, okay, now that I'm not so one-dimensional and focused mm -hmm. only on COVID how can I oh there's there's all of this the, and the possibilities that gratitude opens up for me um, I, I guess when I do meditation it's not so much to quiet my mind though of course that is a practice that I do but mine is more of a cultivating yeah. so uh you know popping a asking good questions and just let myself 
dream and see what happens. So cultivating that good positive state through gratitude and then just like a, a pebble in a pond, putting a good question, like a, a how question, oh, how could mm. this happen? How could, how could I make this happen? Or how can this be of benefit or, you know, asking asking good open-ended questions and uh, let the monkey run absolutely that's right and i i agree with you i use meditation for the same thing it's not about yes it's about quieting the mind and coming to that space of awareness and calm inside but you're right it's about then allowing it allowing the inspiration to flow and i think this mm -hmm. is probably one of the i would say myths about meditation but i think I know when I was learning meditation many years ago, it was like, well, you must quiet the mind and you know let the thoughts flow through. But what if those thoughts are really good thoughts? What if there's something yes. inspired, you know, a great idea is you say, drop the pebble yeah. in and what really great yeah. comes out of that? So what role, we've talked a bit about yoga and, and I, I know that you do it every day and you're teaching it every day and doing all sorts of things. What role does meditation play in your life? And do you see the two coming together, the two connected or do you see them as separate mm. forms of meditation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I think of them all as one thing, mm -hmm. but I guess a, a separate seated meditation practice that's, um, to me, it's a, it's a tonic, mm -hmm. like it's what do I need in this moment? And again, knowing that I'm just playing the game and what can I uh what do I need in this moment to to tweak my experience? So is it that shift from negativity to positivity? Is it that quietness? Like if I, I, I think for me, sleep is always the greatest metronome. Mm. And I see how I'm feeling. If I'm sleeping well, then, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good, but sleep's often the first thing to go for me. Like oh. if I've got anything going on in my life, I just, um, I, I'm, I'm churning at 3 a.m. going, oh, you know, thinking through. So I'll just get up and meditate and, and make it a more what needs to happen here. And then, mm. um, and sometimes for me, like a meditation can just be, a list like <laughs> like I'll, I'll sit down in 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 quiet meditation but with a piece of paper and pen beside me and just okay what needs to come out and then I get stuff down on paper mm. and then there's this quietness like a you know the ripples on the pond have come out and then there's this stillness and um, I don't and I'm not thinking oh crap I've got to remember to do that and like it's all written down and it's taken mm. care of and or mm. you know the first step of being taken care of and for me yeah meditation is a real tonic it it, it has many different roles and can change and be whatever I need it to be in that moment I love that. I love that. I love what you've just said. Yes, I, I agree because you're seeing it as this flexible tool rather than as you know, having to be a dogmatic particular way. Mm. So, And it's a bit like you were saying earlier with the, the way you teach yoga, which is stripping back the dogma strip and going beyond the veil to where are the benefits for us in this modern age. And um, likewise with meditation, you're right. I, I, and so that when you say you've got you've got the, I think, I'm, I think I understand what you mean when you say you've got the pen and the piece of paper beside you, you're literally almost clearing the subconscious. You're getting all of those sort of random ruminatory kind of thoughts out of your head and onto the paper. So you're using it as a clearing tool. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That. And even, even more, like I, I actually really embrace my, those thought bubbles that, that come mm. up, like, I've through NLP just come to again that asking good questions and mm -hmm. like I, I really trust in how incredible my mind is and and go what else am I not remembering that I need to and what mm -hmm. else oh wow what else and the 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 deeper I dig the more 
interesting things that I find. Yeah, it's superficial at first, but then, oh, there's that thing that I need to remember. And, you know, you can see behind me, it's just like whiteboard heaven, like post-it notes just hold my whole life together. But because I'm I'm, the cogs that, keep being yoga turning like all the I do all the little bits and Mm -hmm. I've I've come to really respect my busy mind and go wow you're amazing at holding all of these bits and holding all of these parts and thank you for what an incredible job that you do and so yeah even redefining that that busyness and in my mind and utilizing it rather than it being this oh my monkey mind I've got to get away from it again and and that's that's tantra as well you know michael and i through being yoga we we teach a tantric model which isn't the sex thing but it tantra comes from the the word um from the textile industry mm-hmm. so in india so it actually means woven so woven together mm-hmm. And this is where you're woven into your into your life and that there is no separation. So it becomes a perfect practice for householders to how can I make those lunch boxes with um, with great presence and with short moments of of peacefulness and sprinkling some love and, you know, a little chocolate heart in there from time to time. And how can I do the dishes and, and drive and be on a podcast and how can I do all of that and that it's it's all part of the experience and yes there's awareness is the the container and the vessel and and let's dive in and play I love it I love it Vanessa you're you've you've touched on some really powerful things just there in terms you're exactly right the this notion of embracing the busyness of the self because I I think um sometimes and that's that's sort of my heritage as well in terms of being incredibly capable across a lot of things and but having the what could could be has been could be negatively termed the busy mind or overdoing things and that can lead to self you know self-criticism self-judgment and some quite negative viewpoints but as you say if we come and see our mind as the tool using nlp and like you i've studied nlp and it's powerful because suddenly we get to understand that our mind is something that we and our thoughts are something that we can manage and that we can shape and mould mm-hmm. rather than, you know, going to blindly through our conditioning. So I love how you've reframed that that busyness for yourself in terms of a business mm-hmm. in terms of this. I, I, how amazing that I can do all of these things. And, and mm-hmm. yes, I, I certainly I completely agree with you because some of us are just made that way, aren't we? You know, we're... <laughs> yeah. And if you're way, it would work us to it? not be any other way. <laughs> well, it'd be a lot of effort to try. It'd be like trying to row the boat back up the stream, really, wouldn't it? When you, you've, it's about embracing you know, the what we have rather than trying to be something that we're not. It's that authentic piece, isn't it? And yeah, um, you go, girl. Yeah, it is. It's about that authenticity, and I think that, but then that that beautiful experience, explanation you've given of tantra, and you're right. I think. My understanding of Tantra was that it's the full experience of life. Again, you're right, it's not the sex side of things. It's sort of being popularised, but it's actually this full, but I love your word in terms of woven. It's the full woven experience of life and how to live life fully. And you're right, mm-hmm. this is the life of the householder in the Buddhist philosophy, isn't it? It's yeah. not about not about sitting beside the road and, beside the road and, and looking for the arms it's actually about well anyone can find enlightenment in a cave by themselves mm, put, much put them in a relationship and <laughs> yeah that's it's a vastly different experience <laughs> and it's true i mean you know i was listening to it was into another podcast um yesterday and again reinforcing what what i knew to be true which is we're here to have relationships and to be in relationships to expand and to learn more about mm. ourselves so 
yes, you, I think we do. I know I've learned a lot more about myself being inside relationships rather than sitting in a cave. I would probably want to talk too much. I'd get very lonely in a cave, though. That would be my <laughs> And look, we can even embrace those split personalities and have little conversations and <laughs> take it as far as you want. Absolutely. I think that's, yeah, that's definitely the, um, the, the tweaking and the reframe and you can make it all work for you. And I think that's actually one of the most beautiful things in a relationship is that, that leveling out that, that happens. And um, I know when I came to the relationship with Michael, I was a, a, a real rule follower and quite a, a stickler. And then Michael was way more free and, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know, but, but there's been like this leveling out. So mm -hmm. he's become more and I, I deliberately bend the rules way mm -hmm. more because that's, that's freedom. And that's, um, you know, I've realized that, well, who says, mm -hmm. yes, <laughs> it's a, but it's just someone's opinion and yeah. so um that has been it's a, it's almost a practice like well how can i bend the rules as long as it's not hurting anyone and and make things work for um you know and, and to be free in that mm. it sounds bad doesn't it i'm still a good oh. person you are a great person, Vanessa. I know it. So we're coming back to this, our beautiful word freedom, which is sort of the essence of this podcast, and we've, we've yeah. talked about it during during our conversation. But if if I, I mean, I'm going to put you on the spot now. But if I if I was to ask you, what does freedom really mean to you? What what does freedom really mean to mm. you? Yeah, I I think that there's a a real human desire for for freedom it must be in everyone i mm -hmm. i i would i think about it like the you know in, in if people go to prison their their freedom is taken away and that mm -hmm. and you know all of the um conflict at the moment is is people desiring that freedom from oppression and mm -hmm. so i think it's a a really intrinsic human desire for for freedom and you know there's even some debate around um males want freedom and women want i don't know what it is i think i've got too too much testosterone or something but <laughs> that um you know but but i think it is in everyone so i i think that there's this um that rules and boundaries are, are placed upon us in order to encourage that expansion into freedom. Mm -hmm. So, um, and coming back to the butterfly, so interestingly, um, having a name that means butterfly, I've extensively studied the life cycle because it's pretty fascinating. It is fascinating. But, you know, if uh, if a butterfly in a cocoon is given a cesarean birth, as in, you know, someone came with a scalpel and opened up the cocoon, then the butterfly just falls to the ground and, and can't fly. Yes. It's actually through the pushing against that barrier, that boundary, of the cocoon that pumps the blood into the wings that primes the wings ready to take flight wow. and so you know yes these perceived limitations are there and they're there so that we can find our freedom at whatever level is right for us and whatever level is true for us and so pressing, pushing um, against these edges, these boundaries means that we can find the freedom. Beautiful. I love it. So it's really about you're, what you're saying there, it's beautiful. It's, it's really about understanding it's this innate essence that we all think that we're all striving for, but to move past the fear and the limitations, whatever, whether they're perceived or real, sometimes a perceived limitation can be just as a bigger barrier as a real barrier but to push past your fear to move to that freedom. 
That's very powerful. And and that they are there especially like just for you to find yeah. freedom. Yes. Without those limitations and barriers, inner or outer, you wouldn't know the taste of freedom. That's so true. So they true. are, you know, woven. This is the 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 barrier and the freedom are two sides of the one coin. I can't know one without the other. Mm. So this reframe to look at our perceived limitations and um, whatever they are to actually see them as a, a path, a, a, path a, a vehicle, mm. yeah, for thank you so much for being here. Like yeah. for me deliberately bending the rules, mm. like, oh, okay, I'm in a car park and the sign says go that way. Mm. <laughs> Could I go that... the other way? <laughs> What would happen if I did? What would happen if I did? <laughs> what would that mean? But you're right. That's great. It's just that that moving through, and I love that seeing that it's not a, an accident. Even that those barriers are there. It's they're there for our own growth and our own progression. There are no accidents. Thank this you. Thank yeah. you, barriers. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, barriers. Yeah. Thank you. And now let me move forward. Let me move past. Yeah. This. So for yeah. anyone feeling stuck right now, anyone who might be feeling a little mm. stuck somewhere, perhaps somewhere in their life, if you've got one tip that you could give yeah. them in terms of move past that or, or something that you do, just a little tip, that, that some, an actionable tip that they yes. can take away. It was, um, you know, sometimes when you buy a book just for the title and mm -hmm. then you actually don't even read the book. <laughs> yes. I, I bought a book is that a useful belief and all i needed was the question i, I huh. actually don't think i've read the book but is that a useful belief and and mm. if anyone is feeling stuck because often these feelings of being stuck are um you know just an, an internal dialogue or um, a limiting belief so is this a useful belief okay. is this a useful belief Great quote. Is what this a, great a useful question. belief? Yes. What a great question. So we can just ask ourselves that if we're if we're feeling stuck, is this a useful belief yeah. right now? And nine times yeah. out of ten, they are not. You know, yeah. if the saber-toothed tiger is in the in the in the corner about to get you, possibly that's a yeah. useful belief. But a lot of the yeah. others aren't, are they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a, a teacher just the other day say, oh, I feel so tired after teaching a yin yoga class. I, I feel so drained, like I've taken on all of the students' negativity and I, it, it's really challenging and I, I'm just exhausted afterwards. And I went, mm. is that a useful belief? <laughs> is that... Yeah you know, that's just a belief because I can teach a yin or restorative class and just feel amazing afterwards because I've mm. dropped into deep relaxation and I'm, I'm feeling rejuvenated. And I said to her, well, would it be more useful to just believe that all the students' negativity just drops down onto the carpet and the floor and you just vacuum it up afterwards and then you empty the vacuum cleaner when when you're about to leave and that maybe that's a better belief that's a more useful belief than feeling like i have to bear the burden of uh, my yoga students yeah mm. so so constantly checking in is that a useful belief and just mm. um rearranging reframing to make it a useful belief that's exactly right no I, I i love that vanessa thank you it's such a great tip and it and it's very much in alignment with 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 um what what i teach at your freedom unlimited which is really we create our own reality it's actually not for anyone else when we can choose exactly what we believe in any circumstance so it's what a great conversation we've had today i really mm. have it's been very wide ranging we've covered a lot of things and but this notion of of freedom and 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 moving beyond freedom is when we get to move beyond any barriers that we perceive so thank you so much but i'd love to love you to now to share with us where people can connect with you more if they'd like to connect with you more and perhaps find out more about yeah. the being yoga 
uh, way of life and, and teacher training. Sure. Yeah, of course. I have um, I have another passion, which is building websites. So I have, um, <laughs> you know, all the, all the, all the uh, little branches and arms of Vanessa. I've I've just put into one website. So it's Vanessa Rudge, my name, dot com, and mm -hmm. then um, they can find all the other areas that I. Um, explore so being yoga as well as coaching I'm on Instagram as a yogini Vanessa I do really I quite like Instagram fun photos and then um, and also I've got a new endeavor mums unleashed so it's about mums finding their passion and purpose and um, rewriting their story after motherhood has been so consuming and Beautiful. compelling so who are they after motherhood and guiding them How yeah great. guiding them that is fantastic well we i'm well i think that's everyone just needs to go to vanessarudge.com um that'll be easy for people to find and then they can connect with you in whatever way on any of those different areas so we, I really appreciate your time today and uh, thank you so much for this conversation and for sharing so much of, of your journey and um, and how you've connected into freedom for yourself and lots more to come it's by the same. Been, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm, I'm sure it's a, yeah, never-ending journey and Amazing. I think that's that's so exciting and I wish you all the best with your, this is such a great podcast and wonderful gift and offering for um seekers for those true seekers out there so thank you for all that you're doing as well jen thanks vanessa we will talk mm -hmm. very soon take care yeah see you thank you for joining me on this episode of your freedom unlimited if you like this show please share it with a friend and if you haven't already, subscribe, rate and review Your Freedom Unlimited on your favourite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments or feedback, you can reach me directly at jenramsey.com. Thanks for listening. 